0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Abona Tennis Online Coaching Podcast. My name is J.Y. Abona, and I wanted to talk to you this week about my recent trip to Israel to work with some players over there and spend some time as well with the David Squad team. They are the top junior development program in the country. Uh, And so I was so busy over there, I couldn't record anything. But now I'm getting back to my normal routine, getting back to sharing some of the things I'm seeing out there and learning. And I wanted to talk about my trip over there. Uh, some of you haven't read my coach's diary blog. Uh, I wrote a little bit about about that there. I'm going to go into some depth now. But, you know, I, I've come to the conclusion at this point in my life, I've been fortunate to travel so much because of tennis, that I think traveling really is the best education in the world. Uh, it's so important to learn about other cultures, other ways of life, other ways of handling things other ways of doing things and also it provides great perspective now i know a lot of people uh, it's very common for people to say well you can't compare my life is my life and and i don't know what it's like to be in their shoes so it's not fair to compare this is what i have to deal with and this is what i know and while that's very true i think at the same time if we can see what else is out there uh, it does open our eyes and help us be more grateful for our situations Or sometimes things can help us actually get out of a situation because we see that somebody else is doing things in a manner that's better than we're doing and we didn't know about it. So now that we can actually learn from them and we can apply that to our own life. So traveling to me is the best because it can help us in so many ways and it's a great reflection tool about, well, what do I have in my life? What am I doing well? What am I not? What can I do better? what should I be grateful for and, and, and much more. And the reason I bring that up is because I wanted to discuss what I learned in Israel It's just how much different the pressure to win in junior tennis is over there versus what it is here in the United States. And I work with juniors here in the United States and, you know, I've seen them struggle with stress, anxiety, you know, watching their UTR go up and down. And we all know how much, uh, look, UTR is a helpful tool to get you into college. College coaches do look at that. Um, and kids do feel the need to uh, get their rankings up, win, so they can give themselves the best chance to get into Division One college tennis. Uh, but it's a little bit different over there in Israel. Uh, they're fighting for something else. They're not fighting just for college. They have the mandatory military service, which they have to deal with. Um, which means that before the age, uh, you know, I think, you know, I might get a little bit of this wrong. Hopefully I don't. Um, But my understanding is by the time they finish high school, you then have to complete two years of mandatory military service uh, for the country. This is for everybody uh, that is born in Israel. So the only way that you can kind of get out of it, uh, besides leaving the country and never come back, but nobody wants to do that so much because family, they, that's where they're born. They want to go back to their home country. They want to spend time there. But one of the best ways around it is if you are one of the best athletes in your respective sport as a junior, you get something called the sport eye, which is you are given a different type of military service. You still have to complete it. But there is much more flexibility for you to train, much more flexibility for you to, not have such an intense service that crushes you and ruins your ability to play any kind of sport. So if you become one of the best juniors in the country, I think for tennis, it's the top three for that age group that are graduating from high school. They then have a different type of military service, which allows them to continue to train while still doing things for the military. And then that way that when they do finish their military service, they're still playing at a high level of tennis and still have an option of either playing college tennis or going pro if you do not receive the sport die, then unfortunately your military service is going to be pretty demanding pretty full-on the ability to train is going to be very difficult the ability to get out of that um, and spend time at the tennis courts uh, is going to be extremely limited which means after two years your level of tennis could have dropped so much that you know, you, you're someone might not want to take you on in college tennis. Any pro aspirations are very have gone down pretty dramatically. So there's a lot riding on their junior tennis because they're not just fighting to get into college; they're fighting for the ability to actually have even the option to go anywhere to play college tennis. Um, or heck, they might even go into military duty within those two years. And be called to go on some missions where they have to complete stuff and maybe put their, their lives on the line. So think about that. Uh, when you think about, you know, if you're an American or you live in a country where you don't have that mandatory military service, uh, what are you getting so worked out about? So that instead of going to division one college, you just went to division two and you still got to play tennis. You still got to be around, uh, great people get a great education, get a degree, uh, have the freedom to go home on weekends, have the freedom to stay up late and go out with friends, even though you have an exam the next morning, the freedom of choice to do what you want. Um, Or heck, maybe you still go to division one and you still go to a a huge school and you just don't play on the tennis team. Maybe you just play on the club team uh, and you still make great friends, get a great education and still have four years where you could do whatever you wanted uh, while people are going to military and maybe going on missions and putting their lives on the line, or maybe they don't go on missions, but they can't play tennis. They can't train. Uh, they have no option to play college tennis. They can't. Their tennis, their love of the game, the, the thing that they love to do the most, uh, they're not able to do for two years. Um, there's a lot riding on that, and, and that's very difficult difficult for them so i wanted to share that because like i said if you can play and you're competing and you walk into a, what you think is a very stressful match and you're an american uh you can kind of keep it in mind that hey okay whatever you're feeling i'm not telling you to not feel nervous i'm not telling you to not care i'm not telling you that hey it's gonna it, you're gonna be totally happy if you lose but maybe if you can have a little bit more perspective it kind of calms you down just a little bit more you'll still be nervous but be hey you know what it's not so bad if i lose today so why don't you just give it your all and uh i still got a good life it's okay if i lose i'll be fine you know my life's not going to change that much um maybe that can help you be a little bit less nervous which will then make it easier for you to execute a little bit but more than anything it will help you enjoy your tennis enjoy your time competing I see too many kids that don't have fun competing because they put so much pressure on themselves to win. They stare at their UTR to see if it's moving up or down. They're too afraid to play consolation because they're afraid of losing to someone ranked lower because their UTR will go lower. My gosh, can you imagine that situation? There, there are people in the military that can even play tennis, um, You 18-, know, 19-year-old kids. Give them any type of consolation. They, they won't care. They'll just be happy they have the opportunity to play and you're too afraid to play because your utr is going to go down because now instead of going to a top 20 school maybe you go to a top 60 school come on you know and that's why i say travel is the best education in the world because it helps you know round out you know what we know about this life um you know what we're dealing with and and what we should really be grateful for and I do think a lot of us should be a lot more grateful for living in a country where we don't have mandatory military service and also grateful for the people that do decide to go to the military because if no one decided to go, especially in the United States, well, someone's going to have to go and then it might become mandatory for us. So, uh, you know, thank you to all of those that do make that sacrifice so that others uh, like myself they didn't have to go do that. So let's be a little bit more appreciative of what we got out there because the the real ju- the real pressure that they're dealing with is nothing compared to what we're dealing with in the United States. Um you know now uh one thing that is still very similar and that that goes across the board and this is something I had to discuss with them especially with one player who said it to me at one point he's like yeah but man I I got to I gotta win, man. I, I got about a year left, and if I'm not one of the best three, my life changes. Why am I even playing tennis if, if I'm not good enough? Why don't I just go enjoy my life right now? You know, wh- why put myself through this? Let's at least enjoy the last year of my, uh, you know, my high school and all that, and just have fun and be a kid. And and I said, look, while you do have that pressure, it doesn't change what's the fastest way to improve. Uh, And and that's never gonna change there's there's only one way to improve the fastest and that is focusing on improving more as a tennis player than on winning and That's even more. So uh, if you have any kind of pressure Uh, The more you think about winning the worse you're gonna play because you're not thinking about what you need to do to play better tennis in the first place so that is still there where you have to focus on just getting better do the right things work as hard as you can and then let's just see where everything falls uh the second you start thinking only about winning or losing to justify if you're doing the right things uh it, it's not going to work out so that's going to remain the same whether you have military service or not and, and that you know hopefully everybody can keep that in the back of their minds which is the process doesn't change and it actually shouldn't be on the back of your mind it should be on the front of your mind the process doesn't change no matter what your situation The more you focus on improving and letting the results be what they are, the faster you're going to improve. The other thing I wanted to actually also mention about, uh, because this was it was pretty incredible to see, you know, maybe that's the pressure of trying to succeed with the mandatory military services. You know what these kids are trying to do on a daily basis to become a better tennis, a better tennis player. So, you know, most of the mornings I was there, I was up at 5 a.m., Working with kids, getting on the court at 6 30 AM, 7, 7 38, going before school to get their tennis in, um, then going to school, then coming back for more tennis after school, then doing their fitness, then doing their homework. I, I don't even want to know how late they're going to bed. For sure they need more sleep, but for them, they also need court time. They need to get better. And for them they're like, Look, I'll I'll figure out my sleep thing later. But if this is what i have to do and the more i practice the better i get i'll do it you know and every time i was there at six thirty seven a.m you know those kids were there before me getting their warm-ups in doing what they needed to do with a smile on their face happy to be there well and they're probably trying to hide it maybe for me you know because i was there um but you know they were there going through the pain of tiredness and having a busy life and not having that normal kid life going up going to parties every weekend and meeting up with your friends and going to high school football games and all this stuff. They are doing everything they possibly can, squeezing out every second of the day and to to just give themselves the best chance to get better. You know, and I think that sometimes you know that made me think too many times at least uh you know, I think in this country and you know, even even over there from what I hear, a lot of players uh they, they wait to become a good tennis player before they start becoming committed, but the thing is you have to commit and then your level of tennis player comes after you have to put in the work first, then you get you get better, then you start winning more, then your ranking improves too often. We wait to be to be good enough to wait to see what we're good at and then become committed, but then we've lost a lot of time, you know. The second you love what you're doing, if that's what you want to do and you know it, go all in. Don't wait to win more matches because the problem becomes then, you know, you're not going to be quite good enough. You become good enough after you put the work in. You know, those results won't come just because you love what you're doing. You have to put the work in. You know, and that's what, you know, at least the kids that fortunately I was, I had the opportunity to work with there was they were putting that work in. But they weren't pros yet. They weren't 100 in the world. They weren't top 10 in the world in juniors. You know, They didn't have sponsors. You know, They were putting in the work in the hope of getting all those things. All right? And, and that's how you have to do it. You put in the work first. These kids acknowledge that they love tennis. They, they want tennis to be their way of life. And boom, that's what they're committed to. You say you want me there hitting balls at 630 in the morning. See you tomorrow. And it's exhausting. It is. But like I said, you know, maybe because they have that pressure of the military service, it becomes a little bit easier uh to make that decision. But I think just because you don't have that mandatory military service, if there's time that you can get better, get out there. Don't wait for the results to time to tell you to get better. Put in the work first. Saturday afternoon, you got nothing to do, you're just sitting around watching video games. Go hit more serves. Your class starts at nine AM for that day get a lesson in at 7am or just go play a practice match or go hit balls or go go hit serve or do more fitness you know other kids are putting in that work so if you're not you are not going to catch up to them all right and it is painful for them very painful and it's a huge dedication from the families as well and the parents you know to push their kids when their kids are tired and to remind them that hey you committed to this tennis so, yes, I know you want to sleep in a little bit, but let's go. You gotta get back out there, practice six thirty in the morning. You know it's a family commitment as well to push their kids to work that hard. They, these kids can't do it on their own. The support system has to be there in place um if the second that we sit the, or a kid comes up and says, "Oh, I'm tired, I need sleep If it's not the right time you you have to got you gotta push them in. Sorry, no, get back to work. You know now's not the time you you get a day off. In a couple days so it's a it's a commitment from everybody involved so it was a great experience to, to, to get over there a very humbling experience to see what these kids are going through um it's definitely a more pressure-filled junior tennis situation that doesn't change the the way that they the, the process on how they need to get better and what's going to help them become the best players they can be uh but they do have some added elements that are making it a little bit more tougher and it was great to be exposed to that a lot of great kids, great coaches over there uh Gabriel Rukinski and Yi who who brought me over there uh and some others uh some families there grateful for them to 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 ask me to come over there and spend time with them so you know, thank you for that opportunity. It helped me just open my eyes a little bit more and it was uh it was great to see how hard those kids were working. And I look forward to being back, hopefully next year. And in the meantime, I'm back here in the United States. Have a great day. Have fun getting better out there.